We commence today's show with Harvard University Professor Emeritus John Womack Jr. on the potential expansion of this strike later this week. Professor Womack, good to have you on, sir. How are you today? Uh, thank you, Davos, uh, for, for having me on. It's my great delight. Um, I'm sorry? No, uh, should I uh, just uh, launch into this, or do we do uh, 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 any preliminary things? I'm ready to go get right into it. Let's get right into it, then. We'll, we'll, we'll do it like a and a I'll, I'll do the questions, and you do the answers, since you're the expert. Let me start with, okay, let, let me st- <laughs> let me start <laughs> with the, the big story. The big story right now, uh, as we speak, is whether or not Donald Trump is outmaneuvering Joe Biden on this issue. Uh, there are a number of Joe Biden allies who are raising their voices today, afraid that Trump has already outmaneuvered him by announcing his decision, Trump's decision, to head to Detroit for a speech next week, and it's setting off all kind of alarms, again, uh, uh, amongst those in the Joe Biden camp. One of our guests yesterday, a major union leader, suggested yesterday that Joe Biden ought to get immediately on the picket line with these strikers, these auto workers. And so now, again, the fear is that Donald Trump has already upstaged them. Whatever Joe Biden does now, uh, the, 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 the narrative will be that he did it because Donald Trump announced he was headed to Detroit to give a major speech. So your thoughts on whether or not Donald Trump is outmaneuvering Joe Biden right now? Well, I, I think he is. Uh, Biden should have, uh, as soon as this thing started, uh, last, uh, I guess last Friday or Saturday, uh, Biden should have gone out there right then, uh, long before, you know, hours or days before, uh, Trump said, uh, he'd, he'd go. What Trump will do doesn't much matter. Uh, it's, it, you know, it's what the mainstream media will turn it into. And that'll be that Trump is sort of, uh, well, uh, you know, I'm outdone Biden. And uh, so that's another uh, strike against Biden. So, yeah, I think um, in a way Trump has beat him to it. What he, Trump will, will finally say to the strikers or what he'll say about the strike uh, is not anybody's guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, um, it sort of doesn't matter because uh, just what you say is the appearance of the thing. Uh, and Biden's uh, sort of slow response to it. But Biden, Biden has um, has uh, has has always put himself forward as the best friend that labor has ever had in the White House, certainly in a very long time. He, he uh, that he, he he proudly um, you know says that in a variety of ways every chance he gets. He's the best friend labor's had in the White House in 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 decades. And yet it it, it seems strange to me that on something like this, he would get so outmaneuvered, so outplayed. How can he be the best friend of labor and be so lackadaisical in his, in his response to this strike? Well, I agree. Um, it's, um, he, he, um, the, with the Teamsters, uh, it was, uh, so, you know, he made various, uh, uh, uh statements uh, that he was for him and so on, but, uh, it didn't turn into a strike. And he didn't, uh, he didn't, you know, he didn't really do, uh, very much, uh, uh, to set himself on the side of the, uh, you know, in a dramatic way on the side of the IBT. Um, and, um, he, I don't think he's done anything much about the Zag after strike or, or the Kaiser Permanente. Um, I think it's just, uh, you know, he's really a, a, a middle of the road, uh, 
uh, kind of president. And mm-hmm. he can say he's the best friend of, of labor uh, in decades, but um, the, it's, uh, it's that's all words. Mm-hmm. Um and um, and when it comes to action, he's still just right in the middle of the road. I think he's playing to independent voters, and uh, he, and he hopes that they'll you know see uh, that he's not extreme in any way. It's another. Um, it's, it's another, to my mind, Professor uh, Womack, another miscalculation by the Biden administration. My friend uh, Jim Hightower in Texas was always fond of saying the only thing you find in the middle of the road is a dead armadillo. <laughs> the middle of the road is not the place to be, particularly on an issue like this. Just getting started with John Womack Jr. talking in this hour uh, with John Womack Jr. to begin. Another guest on the back half as we talk about uh, the breaking news on the UAW strike. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. More of Tavis Smiley when we come forward. Sounds, Sounds different. different. huh? This is Tavis Smiley. Emeritus professor at Harvard, John Womack Jr. is our first guest today as we uh, try to unpack in this hour uh, the UAW strike and what it means. Um, professor Womack, we are we are told uh, by UAW that they're going to expand this strike on Friday uh, if great if some progress isn't made between now and then. And at the moment, it appears that's not that's not the case. So uh, my, my expectation is all of our expectations are that on Friday, we're going to see this strike expand. When this strike expands, that means what exactly? Well, um, they, they uh, pitched this as what they call a stand-up strike, but it's uh, really um, a selective strike. Um, there are uh, about, uh, well, I think over 50 uh, assembly plants, uh, automobile assembly plants in the United States. And uh, so there's, uh, and that's not counting uh, all the uh, parts manufacturers. Uh, a lot of, some of them, a few of them belong to the companies themselves, but uh, most of them are just small uh, businesses, but provide uh, indispensable parts. So there's plenty of, um, and, and most of them, I should say, too, aren't uh, union. Um, the ones that belong to the companies are union plans, but uh, most of the others are, some of them are union, but uh, not not many of them. Um, the, uh, so, but with a selective strike, there was a some people have uh, remembered that uh, the Association of Flight Attendants strike in, in the 90s against Alaska Airlines. They were, they were just a few workers, I think, all told in, I don't know, four or five incidents, uh, maybe only 25 workers. Uh, but they shut down. They basically just gummed up the, the airline's uh, flights. And um, Alaska gave in, and so did a number of other uh, airlines. Um, and the AFA got a big AFA got a big win. Mm-hmm. The UAW can't do intermittent strikes. And in other words, once it strikes a plant, uh, it's got to stay out till the end. But it uh, it can do these selective strikes. If um, they've got three plants uh, shut down now, and parts of another one at Wentzville. And um, near St. Louis and Wayne, near Detroit and Toledo. And if those strikes uh, don't work by Friday, mm-hmm. they can call out other big uh, money-making plants. 
Yeah. Uh, the GM has a, uh, a uh, Arlington assembly plant, which makes Cadillac Escalade. GM doesn't want to lose that. Mm-hmm. Ford's got uh, plants at Kansas City and Dearborn that make one F-150 pickups, and they don't want to lose that. Stellantis has um, uh, Ram uh, uh, manufacturers in Sterling Heights and uh, and uh, Warren um, in uh, in Michigan, and uh, they don't want to lose that. So the choice of this strategy to expand it uh, by selecting uh, different profit centers mm-hmm. uh, is uh, seems to me a very uh, it's well thought out nope. and. And I hope it will be effective. Uh, I, I, I would agree. It's it's, it's strategic, um, and oftentimes uh, we don't we don't think of unions being as as, as smart and as strategic uh, as they ought to be. Particularly these days, as you know, we'll talk about it in a moment. Uh, for for quite a while now, many Americans have believed that that labor is on life support in this country. And I want to again in a moment ask you about that and what you make of this summer of strikes. Periods, not just UAW, but all these strikes that are happening in various industries. We'll get your take on that in a second. Um, our, our conversation, uh, Professor Womack, uh, about whether Trump is outmaneuvering Biden has hit a nerve. I'm getting all kind of responses from people. Want to just read one here, uh, Tabis? Listening okay. to your uh, Tabis, listening to your show right now. I know it's a different day in America, but it's not normal for a president to show up uh, at a strike. The same with emergencies. He sent his labor secretary. Isn't that the point? Of having a cabinet. That said, it's a different world and a political climate. So I get it. Perhaps he does need to show up. Uh, I read. I read that uh, because these are different times. Uh, this is a different day, and it may not be yeah. typical. It may not be typical to see a sitting president show up on a strike line. But but again, this democracy is in trouble. We in in many ways, one could argue, as I have, that this democracy is hanging on by a thread. Uh, democracy is hanging uh, is in the balance. And anything that Joe Biden does, these poll numbers aren't good. They're not good. Anything that Joe Biden does to give Donald Trump any leverage, any leg up in this race, is a huge miscalculation. So to my mind, while these may not be normal times, that's the point, that Joe Biden ought to be on that picket line. That's my assessment. Uh, But what's your response, Professor Womack? Well, I totally agree. Um, This uh, this isn't uh, the 1970s uh, when Biden started to come up it's not the 1980s when reagan ruled uh it's it's this is not really i mean trump is um out of uh out of this world uh and uh, he's crazy uh, <laughs> about many things and um and he's liable to do anything um and get away with it as you said uh so um i, I it it's not normal, yeah. and uh, if Biden is the best friend in decades of labor, then he ought to show it. He yep. ought to have already showed it. Yeah, I, 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 I hate, uh, I hate to consider. I shudder to think. I'm talking to everybody listening now. I, I shudder to think what happens when we look back a few months from now at the miscalculations that Joe Biden made that allowed Donald Trump to win. I'm just saying it. Um, I, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking now of Hillary Clinton, and you know the mistakes that we look back on now. Um, she decided yeah. she decided not to go back to Michigan in the last days of that campaign to, uh, to, yeah. to to shake hands in Michigan. I mean, all kinds of mistakes and missteps that the Clinton campaign made. And, and the Clintons are are, are, are are amazing campaigners, both she and her husband. But there were just so many mistakes made coming down the wire uh, in that yeah. campaign that uh, that allowed Donald Trump to pull off this major upset. Uh, and I'm afraid that Joe Biden's going to do the same thing. And this is a huge mistake 
with with all the issues that everyday people in this country are facing, uh, workers uh, are facing in this country, for him to miscalculate this in the way that he is, and it's not just that that he you know that he isn't going. Uh, you saw the story yesterday that he's pulled back his team, the Biden team. Uh, they don't. They, they're yeah. not putting boots on the ground, as it were, in in Detroit. They're helping to negotiate this. They're talking to UAW from Washington, not in Detroit, yeah. but from yeah. Washington. That that that's insane to me, Professor Womack. Why are they not there? Well, I think they just they they somewhere in the DNC, the Democratic National Committee. Yeah. Uh, the powers in that committee, um, they have decided that they that they there's they're, they're they're living in the past. They think they can take labor for granted. Mm. But if, if we know anything since uh, 2016 uh, and before that, but certainly since 2016, you can't take people for granted. That's right. Uh, they see through it. And uh, not all of them, but plenty of them do. And uh, they won't vote for you, and they may vote against you. Mm. And so uh, you do something like what Hillary Clinton did, that she just took the the, the Michigan uh, labor vote for granted, um, and then it, it, it wound up Biden. Yeah, yeah. My friend Connie Rice, one of our regular contributors, Connie says all the time to me, uh, uh, Tavis, get your frame right. In, 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 the conversation doesn't matter if you're in the wrong frame. And I think the Biden White House right now, they are in the wrong frame. And we got to help get them in the right frame. That said, yeah. um, just watching my clock here, what, what's your read, uh, Professor John Womack Jr., on uh, on on this summer of strikes? I mean, it's again, I'm sitting in Los Angeles. This program is heard across the nation, but I'm flagshipped in L.A., um, site of the the strike of the of the the, the writers union and the and the, and the actors union uh, uh, SAG. So there there's strike here in Hollywood. Uh, we, we we see strikes uh, in hotel in the hotel industry all across the country. Um, there are a variety yeah. of strikes and there are threats of other strikes. What do you make of this season of strikes that we are in? What's it say to you? Well, uh, since I don't know, it goes back. I think uh, really, uh, probably into the seventies, then uh, the last century. Um, but this rising inequality, mm-hmm. and I think uh, that uh, what that uh, certainly since in the last ten, fifteen years since the depression in uh, two thousand eight nine. Um, that it people uh, are mad about it, and uh, then some of them get mad and they lose their mind and they vote for Trump. Mm. But um, the Democrats haven't really, in some way, recognized that they're still uh, assuming that they can. Uh, you just count on uh, their votes. That's why you know Reagan sort of. I mean uh, Biden. Um, you know, uh, sort of takes uh, all the traditional Democratic voters for granted. And uh, that's a bad mistake. And I think, you know, this summer is just an eruption of a lot of that anger. Uh, And uh, uh, people, you know, as you say, uh, particularly in California, uh, now with the the, uh, writers and actors uh, Mm -hmm. strike and and Kaiser Permanente, I think, is the biggest uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 company like that in California, though it has a presence in, in other some other states. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it's the, the people are fed up, and they revolted against their union leadership the way uh, they did to bring Sean Fine uh, Fain into uh, 
uh, the, the head of the UAW. That's right. And uh, and O'Brien to, uh, to run the Teamsters. Um, and, but it, it's and you and polls. Uh, there, I think there are more people now who think favorably of unions uh, than uh, in in decades. Yeah. Um, some of them, uh, if unions actually win some of these strikes. And uh, people have to pay more for their coffee because Starbucks is unionized. They might not uh, be so much in favor of them, but plenty yeah. will be because they'll be in unions. You mentioned. Um, I'm sorry. You, you, and, you, you, uh, you mentioned income inequality a moment ago, and I want to just tie these three things together. You can't talk about uh, income inequality without talking about poverty uh, and economic immobility. They all go together, right? Income inequality. Yes. Poverty, economic immobility—it's a—it's a trifecta, if you will. Um, what do, what does this uh, this this season, this summer of strikes, say to you about the fragility of our democracy? When you see workers starting to rise up from California to the Carolinas and all sorts of industries, that says what to you about the state of our democracy? Well, I think it's in uh, pretty sorry shape. Uh, you just look at Washington, where there's not much democracy, mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of uh, wealthy people in office and Congress, um, and but they can't get anything settled. Um, and, uh, and but then across the country, um, it's in very poor shape. Uh, a lot of you, the, the number of red states, uh, where they're trying to cut out, uh, Democratic, uh, voters. Um, and, uh, it's, that's, uh, a very bad sign. Uh, I think, as you said before, it's, it's just, uh, I think it, it's just on a string that the thing is holding together. Yeah. Uh, what will it look like if it falls and breaks? Yeah. Uh, it won't be nice. What do you think the impact of these strikes um, will be or certainly can be on the economy writ large? Well, um, I think if, if the strike goes on and they... And they uh, and the UAW strikes some of the more of these plants in Michigan. And I should say that um, that if you look at where the UAW has its membership, it's mm-hmm. mostly in Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. Mm-hmm. And Michigan and Ohio are swing states. And so if, if a lot of people go out of work there, uh, it's going to cut uh, into a lot of other jobs. Um, and, uh, so, uh, it'll be, you know, unless the, the, um, you, the union itself can stir up uh, a lot of public support. And I think it does have public support so far, um, that, that is liable to, um, throw those swing states, uh, in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Trump, um, um Altman can, keeps outmaneuvering Biden, which I wouldn't be surprised, uh, yeah. if he does. That um, that is a uh, that's the scary part. I said it minutes ago, and I say it again as we wrap this conversation with John Womack Jr., uh, uh, Professor Emeritus of Latin American History and Economics at, at Harvard. Um, that that's the rub that Donald Trump has completely outmaneuvered Joe Biden on this issue. It's 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 a tragedy. It's a shame that uh, the Biden White House allowed this to happen. But you heard him put his his point, his finger right on the pulse, if you will. Um, Michigan and Ohio are swing states. If Donald Trump yeah. pulls off those swing states this next time around because these workers don't forgive Biden for not being there yeah. when they needed him, 
you got a problem on yeah. your hands. And so I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not predicting the worst. I'm just predicting the worst. <laughs> that, that Joe Biden better get his act together. He better have a company Jesus meeting uh, quickly uh, with with himself uh, and, and, and do the right thing on this issue. I digress for now. Uh, Professor Womack, good to have you on. Thanks for your insight, sir. I appreciate you all the best to you. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank uh, you. you have a good day, too. You do the same. Uh-